I want you to please go with me in your Bibles to the book of Mark chapter number 12. I want to speak to you this resurrection Sunday morning on a message entitled, He is Reason. He is Reason. Tell your neighbor, Jesus is Reason. Hallelujah. Mark chapter 12. Have you found it? Mark chapter 12. I want to read from the Passion Translation. We read from verse number 18. Some of the Sadducees, a religious group that denied there was a resurrection of the dead, came to ask Jesus this question. Teacher, the law of Moses teaches that if a man dies before he has children, his brother should marry the widow and raise up children for his brother's family line. Now there was a family with seven brothers. The oldest got married but soon died and he had no children. The second brother married his oldest brother's widow and he also died without any children and the third also. This repeated down to the seventh brother, none of whom had children. Finally, the woman died. You, you know these people are lying. It's not true. They're trying to trap Jesus. Well, verse number 23 says, so here is our dilemma. Which of the seven brothers will be the woman's husband when she's resurrected from the dead? Since they all were once married to her. Which one will be her husband? She's been married to seven of them. Which one will be her husband? So basically, these guys are posing this question before Jesus because they did not believe in the resurrection. They, they were very logical people and if they could not understand it or logically understand it, they would not believe it. Verse number 24, Jesus answered them, you are mistaken because your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures. You've got to capitalize Revelation of the scriptures. That is so important. Your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures. That was a revelation. revelation. This is so important. Revelation. Your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures. That is why you are so mistaken. You are majorly in error because your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures. I truly believe to understand the resurrection, you must have a revelation. Without a revelation by the Holy Spirit, there is no way you can understand the resurrection. Your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures. I pray this day that your hearts will be filled with the revelation of the scriptures. Come on now, say amen. amen. Your hearts are not filled with the revelation of the scriptures or the power of God. Verse number 25, for when they rise from the dead, notice Jesus said, they will rise from the dead. The day is coming when resurrection will take place. Come on now, say amen. amen. We shall not all sleep as in death. We shall be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye at the last trumpet. For the trumpet of God shall sound. The dead in Christ will rise first. And we that are alive and remain shall be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we always be with the Lord. There is resurrection. I say there is resurrection. Amen. Come on, say amen. amen. For when they rise from the dead, men and women will not marry. Just like the angels of heaven don't marry. So this is the only time you can marry. If you are not married, this is your opportunity. Do it, get it done. Because at the resurrection, nobody marries. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this, it's on this side of eternity you can marry. 
and do everything to enjoy your marriage on this side of eternity. Because if you don't enjoy your marriage here, I'm sorry, you're not going to marry on the other side. I told my wife, I love her. On the other side, even though we're not going to be married, I would like her to visit my mansion. In actual fact, I don't mind sharing the same mansion with her. Come on, say amen. amen. Praise the Lord. No, when you love your spouse, you want to be with them on the other side. Some people are running away from their spouse. <laughs> but I want to be with my spouse, not just on this side, but also on the other side of eternity. And I've said this to her, and I mean it. If the Lord will permit us to live together. She will visit. If we can't live together, she will be my number one guest. And I will be her number one guest. I'll make sure that we are visiting every single day. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. No, don't get jealous right now. I don't know about you, but I enjoy my marriage. I enjoy my wife. I love my wife. And I praise God for her. And I praise God for the relationship we have. In actual fact, on the 1st of June, we shall be celebrating our 20th anniversary. Yes. Oh my God, this section is jealous. You see you? You're so jealous, you couldn't even clap for me. 20th anniversary, you should be clapping. 20 years is not two years, it's not two months. It is not 20 months, it's 20 years. Some people are married for one year. They want to opt out. I kid you not. It's crazy what's happening in marriages today. The rate of divorce in the church is equal to the rate of divorce in the world. Because people once upon a time had this mushy-gushy feeling. But then they move in together and she becomes... No, Really? He becomes the enemy. She becomes the enemy. I want to say to you, your wife or your husband is not the enemy. Amen. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. The devil is your adversary. The devil is the opponent, not your spouse. So stop treating your spouse as if your spouse is the enemy. The enemy is the devil. He's the one that's working behind the scenes and causing trouble in your family. And some people are so spiritually dumb. They don't understand that there is, this, there is a devil out there that is working endlessly to cause trouble in your homes. The Bible says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. That's the way a husband loves his wife. Not the way you were raised by your culture or by your whoever raised you. No, when you come into the kingdom of God, you get rid of your natural human culture and you take on the culture of the kingdom of God. And if you want to see things work in your marriage, you take on God's word and you apply it in your personal life and you're going to see it work in your marriage. When we got married, I tried to change my wife and I realized it's not working. And then one day it dawned on me, don't try to change her, change and she will change. And so what I did was I began to change. And as I began to change, when my wife saw I was changing, she also began to change. When I saw she was changing, I began to change. Because it takes two to fight. I couldn't fight myself. So if I want to fight her and she does not want to fight me, what was I going to do? No, when you try to fight and the person just keeps pouring love on you, what will you do? It melts you. It breaks you down. At some point you realize I'm stupid. It's time to change. Tell your neighbor, it's time to change. No, it's time to change. It's time to take God's word at face value and apply the word of God in your life. It is not the hearers that are justified, but the doers. It's time to do God's word. Come on, I'm preaching good. Say amen. amen. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Listen, Christ gave himself for you. You are the bride of Christ. 
He gave himself and he keeps loving on you. And oh my goodness, some of you cause some mess, but he keeps loving on you. Come on now. Is that true? Amen. Because the love of Christ is sacrificial love. I said the love of Christ is sacrificial love. This is agape. This is love that is not based on what you do or don't do. He loves you no matter who you are. No matter what you've done. No matter where you come from. No matter your skin color. He loves you. Come on now say amen. Amen. Pastor Godwell you don't understand what I did last week. He loves you still. God will love people all the way to hell. That is the love of God. Does not fluctuate. God's love is constant. And I've said to you many times. I want to say to you again. God does not love you better than he loves the guy on the street. God loves the guy on the street. People are cursing God and God still loves them. Husbands. If you were a husband in this place. Love your wife. Come on, say amen. Amen. Love your wife. Because this is the only time you've got to treat her well. On this side of eternity. Treat her like she deserves. On the other side, if you don't love her well on this side, she will not visit you when you get over to the other. (laughs) That is, honestly, she wouldn't want to have anything. She would not want to have anything to do with you. If you don't treat her well on this side, why would she want to have anything to do with you? As she's passing by, she sees your address. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to the next door neighbor. She would not want to have anything to do with you. And, and, that, is, and that is if you make it to heaven. Oh, you didn't hear what I said. I said that is if you make it to heaven. If you make it to heaven. Because you probably don't realize you stand at the brink of losing everything. You may not even make it to heaven. So on the other side, there is no marriage. So all the singles that are looking to get married, do it now. Some of you are procrastinating. You're taking too long on this project. Get it done. Get it done. Come on now, say amen. Amen. Come see me in the office. We're going to talk. I'll help you. Amen. We'll talk through all the stuff that you need to know. Some of you are afraid to take the step. What will happen if I take? What if my marriage fails? No. What if it succeeds? I say, what if it succeeds? Pastor God, well, I haven't seen the right one. Are you the right one? It's crazy sometimes. Some people say, I haven't found the right one. Are you the right one? Some people want the right one. They want to get married to Miss Universe. But they look like something that's been run over by a truck. I like this section here. (laughs) Hallelujah. Can you hear me well in the back? Can you hear me well in the back? I hope you're not sleeping on me this afternoon. Huh? I said some guys want to marry Miss Universe. But they look like something that's been run over by a truck. The beauty you should focus on is the beauty of the spirit. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 31. It says beauty fades. But a woman that fears the Lord shall be praised. That's the pro- no, really, that's the problem. That's why a lot of people have issues today. Because they have the wrong focus. The wrong focus. Someone was talking to me. This was, I guess, a few months ago. Oh, pastor, I, I saw this guy. And uh, I want to be with him. But. But. He's not muscular. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want a guy. I want a guy with some muscles. You know. The, the, <laughs> I, 
I want him to be the, 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 spe, the right specimen of a man. Muscles. I mean, the guy goes to the gym. He has six packs. You know, he's, he's got some nice biceps. And I want a guy like, I want. So our focus was the physical. And pastor, he doesn't have beards. I want him to have some, I want him to have some, like a mustache, some beards and look like, listen, I asked, I asked her a couple of questions. And all the questions I asked her are spiritual questions. Question about his spirituality. He, is he in love with Jesus? Does he have the fear of God? Does he have a job? You know, you can have this guy that looks like the specimen of a man. He may not even have a job. Who cares about how he looks when he can't even put food on the table? Well, who cares about how he looks when he doesn't have a vision? Because if he's got no vision, he's going nowhere. If he's going nowhere, he's taking you to nowhere. Are you listening to what I'm saying this afternoon? Come on now, say amen. I don't know why I got off on this subject on marriage, but, but this is important because this is the only place, this is the side of eternity where you can enjoy marriage. Jesus said on the other side, they don't marry. They are like the angels of God that don't marry. So here on the side, you marry, you enjoy your marriage. The Bible says marriage is honorable in all things. Come on now, say amen. amen. The Bible says he that findeth a wife, findeth a good thing, not a bad thing. And he obtaineth favor from the Lord. When you find the right one, the favor of God comes upon your life. When you find the right one, the goodness of God comes upon your family. My goodness, everything you touch will prosper. Oh my God, I don't know about you, but I tell you this morning, when the Lord gave me mine, mine, I found her in the right place. And ah, la proso tenendre, you get, hey, you know, you get to a place where you are so overtaking, you don't even know how to speak in English. You have to begin to speak in tongues. So, Hallelujah. 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 And we do what we can to enjoy ourselves. On this side, because on the other side. Here she comes. She is the one. She is, yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. No, I, I, I believe people need to hear what I'm telling them. People need to hear this. Because we talk about resurrection. The day is coming when you will be raptured. But, but see, if you're not ready for the rapture, you're going to miss it. Husbands and wives having issues at home. Don't even talk to one another. And the trumpet will sound and your ears would not hear it. Because you've lost your spiritual hearing. And you're going to miss it. Your prayers will not be answered. This is the place where wives should be rejoicing right now. Because I think I'm, I'm, think, I think I'm helping women right now. Wives, you should be shouting. Hallelujah. Oh my goodness. Now look at verse number 26. Now concerning the resurrection, haven't you read in the Torah what God said to Moses at the burning bush? I am the living God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. God is not God of the dead, but of the living. And you are all badly mistaken. Basically, he says to the Sadducees, you are all badly mistaken because you do not have a revelation of the resurrection. Now, the Sadducees were logical thinkers. They brought everything down to the realm of logic. If they couldn't logically understand it, they discarded it. They, they didn't believe in the, in the supernatural. They did not believe in angels. They did not believe in the resurrection. So the reason why they posed this scenario before Jesus was to say that we don't believe in the resurrection because if the resurrection is true then what will be the case of this woman that has married into 
Seven different men. What will happen at the resurrection? Who will be her husband? So Jesus says to them, now you are logical. That is the reason why you do not understand this. I want you to understand that logic and faith do not go hand in hand. Some people are so logical that they logically think themselves into doubt. Out of faith. Spiritual things can only be understood by revelation. Can you say amen? Amen. Spiritual things can only be understood by revelation. Your limited human mind cannot understand spiritual things. The resurrection of Jesus Christ cannot be understood by religion. Cannot be understood by the religious. That is the reason why there are many that say Jesus did not die on the cross. I want to say to you that he did. Because if he did not die, then you and I do not have faith in him today. In other words, our faith is futile. But Jesus died. And Jesus was brought down from the cross. And Jesus was put in a tomb. And on the third day, Jesus rose again. Come on now, say amen. Amen. So spiritual things cannot be understood with your human Limited mind. These things go past your human comprehension. So the Sadducees were people who did not believe in the supernatural. And I want to say to you, my friend, whether you believe in the supernatural or not does not negate the fact that the supernatural exists. There are those that don't even believe that that the devil exists. The fact that you don't believe he exists does not stop him from doing what he does. The devil is still wreaking havoc in communities. The devil is still wreaking havoc in homes. Are you listening to me? Who is behind the crime waves that we see globally? The devil. The Bible says we wrestle not against flesh and blood. But against principalities and powers. Against the rulers of the darkness of this world. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. Come on say amen. The Bible says, be sober, be vigilant for your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he might devour. The Bible says in John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Who is behind all this stuff happening in in society? Who is behind the COVID? Is God behind the COVID? Did God send a virus to judge the world? Absolutely not. This is the time of grace. This is not a time of God's judgment. For those that are caught up in God's going to judge you. God's going to slap you. God's going to smack you up the side of the head. I've got news for you. This is the dispensation of grace. Come on now say amen. God is in the business of setting men and women free. God is in the business of healing sick bodies. God is in the business of casting devils out. Of course, using you and I, the church. For verily I say unto you, he that believeth in me, the works that I do shall he also do. And even greater works shall he do because I go to my father. What were the works of Jesus? Well, we know he preached the gospel. And you and I preach the gospel today. He cast out devils. You and I cast out devils today in the name of Jesus. He healed the sick. You and I healed the sick in the name of Jesus. Freely you have received and freely you must give. He said to us, go now in my name. Come on now, say amen. And when we use the name of Jesus, devils bow, sickness bows. Come on now, say amen. All the oppression of the devil must leave because we come in the name that is above every other name. The Bible says, and God has highly exalted him and giving unto him a name that is above every other name. That at the mention of the name Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue would confess to the glory of the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. Come on, if you believe he is Lord over this place, put those hands together. Give him the praise and give him the glory in the house this morning. Hallelujah. So these men try to figure things out with their heads. And that is why a lot of people are majorly mistaken. Because they try to figure the things of the spirit out with their limited mind. 
People's minds are too limited to understand this big God we serve. People's minds are too limited to understand the resurrection. People's minds are too limited to understand the things that God does. Can someone say amen? The Bible does not say God has put eternity in your mind. The Bible says God has put eternity in your heart. Why? Because your heart is born again. If a man is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. You've received the very life and the nature of God. It is on the inside of your spirit. And because you've received this life and the nature of God, I tell you that you can believe. You can believe that which God says exists. And God says that these things are spiritual. And for you to comprehend these things, you've got to understand and comprehend them in the spirit. You don't go to school to learn these things. In actual fact, you go to some schools, they talk you into, faith, into doubt, not into faith. Are you listening to me? The Bible tells us that Jonah was swallowed by a fish. Oh, it's not possible. That's what they tell you in school. Because you see, uh, the way, <laughs> now listen, I believe the word of God. I believe God's word. Come on, say amen. amen. That's what God's word says and that's what I believe. Come on, say amen. amen. No, it doesn't make sense, Pastor God. No, it doesn't make sense. The word of God was not given to make sense. It was given to make faith. So get out of the sense realm and get into the realm of faith. Come on now, say amen. amen. So, I don't believe the devil exists. No, you don't have to believe he exists. He does. <laughs> Whether you believe the devil exists or not, you can look out on the world and you can see the things that happen globally and you understand that the devil is at work. Like I said, he is the one who brought the COVID. Okay? He is the one, he is the one who said the church should not meet. And he wants everyone to be locked up in the room. Because he understands that when the body of Christ comes together, the Bible says one will chase a thousand and two will put ten thousand to flight. He understands the, the, the power of corporate anointing. He knows that when we come together, we run him out of town. He knows that. He knows that. He knows that there are some that are weak amongst us. And all that he needs to do to get them out of faith is to what? Get them to isolate. Isolate. God is not in the business of isolation. God is in the business of congregating. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on now, somebody say amen. amen. I don't know your line of profession, whether you're a psychiatrist or whether you're a psychologist. I want you to understand that the mental issues that people deal with are more spiritual than you know it. More spiritual than there are demons involved in most. I don't want to say all, but most. Are you listening to me? No, I'm just talking to people. Why? Because there is all this logic. And this logic that people have is the reason why they cannot operate in faith. Trying to figure God out. Trying to figure out how these things happen. You can't. That's why Hebrews eleven six 6 says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Come on, say amen. amen. The Bible said this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. And the enemy throws things at people, but by faith you overcome them in Jesus' name. Amen. You're not going to put God in a box. You're not going to put God in a box. Limited stinking thinking is putting God in a box. And God will not stay in that small box. Come on now, say amen. amen. And I tell you today, even on this resurrection Sunday, that the resurrection power of God is going to begin to work in your life like never before. You're going to begin to see God's resurrection power at work in your physical body. 
maybe you're sick maybe the doctor have given you a bad report maybe it's cancer whatever it is i declare and i decree in the name of jesus christ the son of god that if the spirit of him that raised christ from the dead dwells within you this spirit will quicken and make alive your mortal body I declare a stirring taking place in your body right now. And this stirring of the Holy Ghost and the anointing will drive out of your body every demonic activity, every work of the devil in your family. They go in the name of Jesus because they do not have to stay. All that needed to be done to bring you victory was done when Jesus Christ died and was buried. And praise God on the third day he rose again and he said, because I lay you shall also live that which is dead in your life they come alive in the mighty name of Jesus maybe it's your marriage I declare life over your marriage in the name of Jesus maybe it's your health I declare life over your physical body in the mighty name of Jesus Christ be healed from the crown of your head down to the soles of your feet every cell every fiber of your body every part of you receiving this resurrection power power working on the inside of you and maybe it is you you go to bed you can't sleep at night there is this thing that's coming to oppress you in the night i speak to it in the name of jesus christ and i command that thing to be broken off off of your life jesus mighty name come on if you receive it give the lord a big shout of praise the lord hallelujah glory to god People, people are trying to figure God out with their minds. That's why, that's why I don't like intellectual Christianity. I don't like intellectual Christianity. And I'm not up here to shoot people this morning. Apologists and, and uh, motivational speakers. The pulpit is not a place for motivational speaking. I'm sorry. The pulpit is a place to preach the power of God. Paul said in Romans 1.16, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. There are places you go to, you've got to depend on the power of God or else the devils there will eat you for breakfast. I come from Africa. Obviously, you can see. I'm African. You need the power of God to do ministry there. Because they say that the devils in Africa drink blood. But the devils in America drink Coca-Cola. <laughs> there are some devils in this country too. Oh my goodness. There are devils in this country. I know. No, there are, some, so there are some real devils here. Okay, there are some real ones here. They don't just drink tea. Some do tea, but, but there are some real ones that don't just drink tea. <laughs> no, uh, there are some real ones. We had a service, this was many years ago. It was a Wednesday service. Here comes this Turkish guy. Came to the service. I don't know who invited him, but came to the service and, and, and the power of God fell in this place. And this Turkish guy who couldn't speak a word of English spoke perfect English language when the power of God came upon him and the devil began to manifest. He looked at Pastor Corey and he said, I know you. This guy couldn't speak a word of English. But well, you know the devil knows English language. So <laughs> the devil and the guy. And, and when we interviewed the guy, we discovered how the devil came into him. I don't remember the story vividly, but he said he had gone to the cemetery. And he was in the cemetery when the devil came into him. When this demon walked into him. And his life was a mess since that day. You see, they, they went to the cemetery. You can read that in Mark uh, chapter number 16. When the women came, they, they had all the spices. They were going to anoint the body of Jesus. And when they got there, 
in actual fact, on their way, they said, who's going to roll the stone away from us? The stone is huge. And when they got there, the stone was already rolled away. That was a supernatural, supernatural move of God. You see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is supernatural, not natural. My goodness, they, they came and they saw that this huge stone had been rolled away. And, 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 and watch this. Why do you seek the living amongst the dead? Jesus is not here. He's risen. I said, Jesus is not here. He's risen. You see, it's the Christian faith. Only the Christian faith. You go to where the Lord of our faith was buried and you find it's empty. Go to other places, occupied, 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 all occupied. There's something about Jesus. There's something about Jesus. I said there's something about, he said I have power to lay my life down and I have power to take it back. There's, <laughs> there's some, his life was not taken, he gave it. Oh my goodness, somebody didn't get that. He, he gave it. The devil thought I was taking it. But the devil did not know Jesus was giving it. The, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission for sin. So Jesus knew the purpose for which he came. The Bible says, He that sinned is of the devil, for the devil sinned from the beginning. But for this purpose, the Son of Man was manifested, that he might destroy the works of darkness. So he came with a purpose in mind. He came to set the captives free. He came to heal the sick. He came to break the power of the devil off of humanity. And I'm here to tell you this day that Jesus did an amazing amazing work the power of the devil is broken the power of the grave is broken the power of death is broken Jesus Christ the Son of God rose again on the third day and because he's alive you can live that is the reason why you can be born again that is the reason why you can live in victory that is the reason why the Holy Ghost can come into you and lead you and you can experience the glory of God upon your life because the Bible says it is the glory of the Father that raised him up from the dead and this same glory is the Holy Spirit and he has come to indwell the believer come on now somebody shout hallelujah the Bible tells us the Holy Spirit is the down payment the Holy Spirit has been given to you as a seal until the day of redemption everyone that's born again here is a carrier of the glory and the power of Almighty God the same resurrection power that brought Jesus out from the grave dwells within you and if this power is on the inside of you then I guarantee you nothing the devil can put upon you that will stay if the devil tries to put sickness upon you this resurrection power will kick it out if the devil tries to put bondage upon you this resurrection power will kick it out if the devil tries to put poverty upon you this resurrection power will kick it out whatever the devil tries we have the glory of God on the inside of us in first John chapter 4 verse number 4 the Bible says you have overcome them little children for greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world can I announce to you this morning that the greater one lives on the inside of you and I can say to you that because the greater one lives on the inside of you the glory of God is with you the power of God is with you the grace of God is with you the angels of God are with you oh my goodness the Bible said there are more that be for us than those that be for them therefore every waking moment I step out in glory I step out in power I step out in victory I step out with all that God has made available to me in Christ Jesus come on now somebody give him a big hand of praise come on shout to the Lord a shout of victory Jesus is alive Jesus is not in the grave Jesus is not in the tomb the stone was rolled away and oh he came out majestically and I'm here to tell you that everything that Jesus did he did for you and I everything that Jesus accomplished he accomplished for you and I that is the reason why we must not allow the enemy not even a breathing space in our lives we must not let him come and take advantage of us wherever we see the devil at work we've got authority in the name of Jesus to say by the resurrection power of God we come against your works we come against your plan we commend you out in the name of Jesus 
oh my goodness when you speak with such boldness and authority the devil listens and the devil obeys come on now somebody shout a big hallelujah yes glory to God my goodness my goodness resurrection it's in you hallelujah they called on Jesus they said to him your friend whom you love is sick can you come and help him and Jesus said I'll come I'll come but did not tell him when he was coming I said I'll come and they waited and waited and Jesus was not there your friend whom you love is sick come help him now they thought to themselves when if Jesus came before he dies Jesus will help him but if he dies before Jesus comes oh my goodness finished and on purpose Jesus did not go when they expected him to come your time is not God's timing oh my goodness somebody needs to hear what I just said I say your time your time is in God's timing your ways are not my ways your thoughts are not your th my thoughts as though heavens are higher than the earth so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts that's the book of Isaiah chapter 55 can someone say amen, amen. and so they thought he would come yes he was coming but he was not coming on your time there is a spiritual schedule he was going to come on this heavenly spiritual schedule and so Lazarus dies the man is dead. By the time Jesus got there, he was already dead for four days. Now, this is naturally, medically impossible. But our God is a God of impossibilities. What man says it's impossible, you see, you, 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 see, that's the problem. You try to figure stuff out in your head. A woman was brought here. I don't, I don't want to forget my story with Lazarus. But I, I want to talk about this woman who was brought here some years ago. And when she came into this place, they said she was sick with cancer. And she was brought here by um, Energen. Um, and, and so when she came here, they said she had cancer. I did not know that... Her hair had falling out or falling off I'm sorry and so I, I called her up here and laid hands on her first time she came to church in actual fact since then she has not returned laid hands on her she fell out another power right here and as she was lying under the power of God I said to her when you get back up go to your doctor and when they check you out they would not find a trace of cancer the woman got up left went back home did not go to the doctor like i told her to but the power of god this resurrection power has been released already yeah. seven months later it was a seven months later she looked in the mirror i guess she probably got to the point where she just got used to what she was going through but seven months later she stood in front of a mirror and she realized Oh my goodness, her hair started growing back. So she goes back to the doctor seven months after she came to church. <laughs> she goes back to the doctor and the doctor checked her out. And every trace of cancer was gone. Totally, totally. The back, I don't know who's, I don't know who organized the, the congregation in the back. You don't clap. You're not clapping for me. You're clapping to give God the glory for what is done. And what I've realized is when you are excited, when you hear what God has done for somebody, then you are next in line. My goodness, you don't realize that when you get excited because God blessed somebody, then you are the next in line. Because what God has done for one, God can do for the other. Because my Bible tells me that God shows no partiality. God is God unto all. What is done for Mr. A, he can do for Mr. B. Maybe your case may not be cancer, but your case might be something where you need the supernatural resurrection power of God to come into. And I'm here to announce to you, it 
don't matter what you're going through. It does not matter what the devil has done. When this supernatural power kicks into your life, I tell you, the devil and his cohorts will run. They will run like something hit them big time. The Bible says in Deuteronomy 28, they shall come out against you in one way, but they shall flee from you in seven different directions. You know, the word flee in the dictionary means to run as in terror. They will run because the angels of God will terrorize them. Whatever has come against your life, ah, glory to God. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, that the glory and the power of God and the angels of God are let loose and they terrorize everything that has been terrorizing your life. Everything that has been terrorizing your family. Everything that has been terrorizing your finance. The glory of God terrorizes them from today. If you believe it, come on, shout your loudest amen in the house. That amen needs prayer this afternoon. I say shout your loudest amen. amen. Glory to God. So the woman shows up when I was conducting officiating a wedding. She shows up. The wedding was done on a boat. And I didn't know who she was. When the bride grabbed her by the hand because it was the bride that brought her to church the day I prayed for her. So the bride grabbed her by the hand and brought her to me and said, Pastor, this is the woman you prayed for. And I, I did not know this, that the day she came here, she was wearing a wig. Okay, let me not talk too much about it. No, you, you guys laugh. Ladies laugh and ladies laugh and you you La ladies you you laugh. I said a wig. I wasn't talking to you. I was just talking about the woman who was wearing a wig. Okay, you laugh and you're trying to get my attention. I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about wigs. Okay, you guys can put on whatever you want. Amen. I mean, one woman the woman is like this. The next woman she's like that, and you wonder, hey. Was it not you I saw yesterday? <laughs> yesterday you had short hair. Today you have long hair. And it just keeps changing. Yesterday it was blonde. Today it's black. Did you, did you just make this happen overnight? Is this, is this the creation? Suddenly you are created into this blonde woman. Oh my goodness. Stop happening. Ladies, you guys are interesting. I'm telling you. You guys are interesting, but you are awesomely interesting. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. No, I said I have mine at home, so we, we, are, we are good. I'm fine with that. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. So the bride came to her and, and, and pulled on her hair to show me this is her real hair. That was the day I knew she wore a wig the day she came to church. So my wife, my wife and I stood by her and we took a picture. She's never been here since then. But you see, God is good. God does not discriminate. You, you don't need to be here for God to touch you. You don't need to come here for God to heal your body. Are you listening to me? Praise God. So what story was I telling? Lazarus. Okay, if you forgot, then I would have rushed. No. <laughs> so Lazarus is dead. Everyone say Lazarus is dead. Four days. Now the guy is thinking. Okay. If you do just a little study on how the human body begins to decompose after death, you, you will see even eye sockets begin to fall out. I mean, I'm sorry, eyeballs begin to fall out of the sockets. Okay, just body parts begin to fall apart. Four days was enough for the body to an extent to decompose. So Jesus says to his boys, his disciples, let's go. One of them says, okay, let's go and die with him. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they get there on the way. 
One of the sisters ran to Jesus when she heard Jesus was coming. And she ran to him and said, Master, if you had come, my brother would not have died. Jesus said to her, I am. Everyone say, I am. I am, I am the resurrection and the life. Yeah. Hallelujah. He that believeth in me, though he dies, yet shall he live. But he that's alive and believes shall never see death. Do you believe it? Hallelujah. Did I not say to you, I am the resurrection and the life? The Lord Jesus Christ you serve is the resurrection and the life. I said he is the resurrection and the life. I said he is the resurrection and he is life. And this resurrection power did not just work in his own body. This resurrection power works in the body of the child of God. If you are a born again child of God, this power is at work in your life. There is no reason why you should leave a day of defeat. No reason why you should live a day of demonic torment. No reason why you should go to bed without sleeping well. The Bible says you shall sleep and your sleep shall be sweet. Can someone shout hallelujah? Hallelujah. No reason why you should be the one running from the devil. I hear some people, you hear some Christians say, oh, the devil is after me. No, the devil should not be after you. You should be the one after the devil. You should be the one kicking the devil out of town. Come on now, somebody shout hallelujah. I believe the Lord has planted this church here that we might kick the devil out of this city, that we might kick the devil out of this nation. And how do we do that? We preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. The Bible says, go in my name cast out devils heal the sick raise the dead freely you have received and freely you must give these signs shall follow them that believe in my name they shall cast out devils they shall speak with new tongues they shall lay hands on the sick and the sick shall recover they shall take up serpents and if they drink any deadly thing it shall by no means hurt them i'm here to announce to you that we are in absolute authority and dominion why because jesus christ the son of god lives on the inside inside of us and the Holy Spirit that brought him back to life lives in the believer and because we carry the life and the nature of God we are not the same we are not like other people out there we are a different breed tell somebody I'm a different breed tell somebody I am I am God breed I'm God breed I'm God breed come on now say amen hallelujah glory to God yeah, yeah, yeah. My goodness. Father, we bless your name. Hallelujah. hallelujah. I said hallelujah. hallelujah. Now, but for this life to become real to you, you've got to be born again. Except a man is born again. He cannot. He cannot see the kingdom of God. The born again experience is the doorway into this life. Unless you are born again. What does it mean to be born again? To be born again is to take on the life of Christ. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he is eternal life. And it's a gift. How do you receive? By faith. As I've been preaching, I believe that faith is being stirring in your heart. Because faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the gospel, the word of God. 